we, we don't want to go too far into the... I mean, you're not going to run around telling your kids they can grow up to be a zebra, but... Right, hopefully not. That'd be really weird. <laughs> would, can't wait to see you how your kids very turn out. strange children. Welcome to Think, Act, Get with James Shramko and Ezra Firestone. What you think determines how you act, which results in what you get. So join in now as we discuss how you can think differently, act faster, and get high-performance results in your business. Hi there, and welcome back to Think Act Get Episode 15. Ezra Firestone here with my co-host, as always, James Shramko. James, how are you, man? Good, thanks, Ezra. How are you? I'm doing really, really good. I just, I really enjoyed what we just did there, um, and we may have to do it on air. What did we just do then? We should just fill our listeners in here. We were doing some pre-show Sound exercises, is that what you would call it? I think we were, we're just kind of exercising our voices with uh, with forget about it. Oh, because hang on, forget just, about just it. a sec there. When you say we, you mean you. Okay, I. I was exercising <laughs> my voice. But I first started with ye doggies because ye doggies, like ye doggies, has the same – you can, you can do with that phrase what you can do with forget about it, which is if you say it a different way, it means a totally different thing. The tone, the intonation of the phrase changes it, right? So forget about it and forget about it are two completely different things. What are they, they, but they're the same word, right? Same word, but what they mean is so different, right? Because if someone says to you, hey, forget about it, or if they say, hey, forget about it, it's different, man. Well, I was uh, out at a, a meal recently with some locals here in the Philippines, and I was being told the distinction of the way that you pronounce peanuts is um, has very different meanings. One one way of saying it means peanuts, and the other way of saying it means a female body part. So you don't want to mess that one up at the bar. <laughs> hey, pass the peanuts. <laughs> <laughs> or if you've got oh, any yeah. more peanuts or, you know, whatever. Yeah, that's tough, man. Tonal languages are really difficult. I struggled with that in China. All right. So uh, episode 15 of Think, Act, Get, which is currently the number one ranked business podcast in Australia. Thank you, listener. Thank you so much. We're talking about confidence today. You know, we are. And it's generally described as being certain either that one of your predictions is correct or that the course of action that you're taking is the best or most effective. Now, self-confidence is having confidence in yourself, but arrogance is having unmerited confidence. So believing that you're capable or correct when you're not. And overconfidence or presumptuousness is the excessive belief in yourself or something succeeding without any regard for failure. So confidence can be a self-fulfilling prophecy as people without it might fail or not try because they lack it. And those with it might succeed because they have it rather than because of some innate ability. So the question really is, what is it how important is it and what role does it play in your business and in your life? And that's what we're looking at in this episode of Think, Act, Get. Gee, that's a tricky one, especially I've seen a lot of examples where people are both underconfident and overconfident. I wonder how you get just that right level of confidence. Yeah, it's a very interesting balance because overconfidence is is really unattractive and just you don't want like when you're it's just not attractive. And you know how this came up was a listener wrote in recently and they said, "Hey guys, I'm having trouble with lack of confidence. Do you have any solutions for it?" And what I wanted to do was delve into what causes lack of confidence. And the truth is, 
that it's self-doubt, right? You're not sure you're going to succeed, so you don't try. So I think the key to curing self-confidence issues is to look at the situation, whatever it happens to be, and have a look at what's causing that lack of confidence, right? Like, what are you afraid of? That's the real question. What is the outcome that's so scary to you that it's causing self-doubt? Is it rejection? Is it failure? Is it embarrassment? Because it's generally one of those three. Yeah, and sometimes by working out the consequence you can decide if it's still worth the risk or not and uh, i can give you a good example of this when i used to be a telephone debt collector before i went out in the field uh, which is a different story altogether there's this thing with telesales or with debt collection called call reluctance and it's where you're scared to pick up the telephone and phone someone and ask them for money or to buy something and then i realized well you know what's the worst that can happen when i'm on the telephone they might hang up on me or say bad words, but they can't punch me in the face over the telephone. So when I realized that the downside was kind of limited versus the upside of being a good performer and reaching targets and getting promoted and being able to provide for my family, then I was able to pick up the phone and and I just got on with it. And the funny thing is, if you can make a few phone calls without getting punched in the face and actually getting a result it then becomes, uh, like you said, that self-fulfilling thing. It actually, you get the reward for picking up the phone to the point where you've overcome that fear forever. I'm never worried about picking up the telephone to talk to anybody about anything because I know they can't punch me in the face over the phone. Yeah, I think that's really, really good to have a look because each issue that comes up is different, right? It's like you don't cure the, the listener who wrote in saying, how do I cure my confidence issues? Well, you don't cure your confidence issues. It's it's an individual situation. It's eternal vigilance. You have to face that every time something comes up. Why are you not confident about that particular scenario? You can cure it for one area like the phone, but then when it comes time to approach the girl or whatever else it happens to be, you might run into that same self-doubt again. Well, that's why I use this sort of mechanism where I'd think through the, the results or the consequences. Let's take another example, doing a skydiving. So when I did skydiving, I just sort of did the the logical calculations. How many people must skydive with the proper safety equipment and instructors and not die? And there'd be a a lot of successful skydives. Then I thought, well, okay, if I did die, have I got insurance so that the family's provided for? Yes, I do. Okay, so just sort of ticked off things on the list to the point where I was able to get up in that plane and jump out of it. And after doing it once, I found it so much easier to do it the second time. Yeah, that, that's an interesting one because take me, for example. I'm not jumping out of a plane unless that thing is no longer flying. If the plane works, <laughs> I'm staying in it, dude. Well, then you can just run through a little checklist. Like what, what are the downsides? What are you afraid of that you might die? Because most of us are suffering this affliction called life and we have a terminal uh, situation anyway. And then it's a matter of, um, you know, do you tiptoe through life to get to death safely? Well, I think it's, I think it's a question of where do you want to get your adrenaline? Like where do you want to get the excitement in your life? I, I'd like to get my excitement in other ways than hopping out of airplanes, you know. But not that I think it's bad or wrong or anything. But, you know, then again, I will hop on a surfboard and, and paddle out into five-foot waves, which some people won't do, you know. So it's just a – it's sort of an interesting what, what scares you and why. I think is the question. Yes. Well, I I just I put together some questions because I think these are really interesting uh, list of questions. I, I like this this strategy of just saying, "Hey, this is what came to mind. How does it affect you?" So, were you? This is a question for you. Were you confident when you started your first mastermind? How did you know people were going to sign up? And where does your self confidence come from? And then I think you've already answered this. 
How do you handle self-doubt when it comes up? Well, firstly, self-doubt comes up all the time. I think that's a natural part of business and life. The the mastermind was a progression, actually. It's, it started small and then grew. It, it started with a $700 PayPal button on my website because people kept asking me to help them, help them, help them. I figured out how to do this online stuff and people just kept emailing me and asking me. Eventually, I thought, you know what? I'll put a payment button on my website and for $700 recurring per month, then I'll get on Skype and talk to them and email coach them or whatever is required to get them more value than what they spend. And one day this guy bought from me and his name was Andy and he was in Switzerland and he wanted me to teach him pay-per-click marketing. He was an affiliate. He wanted me to help him go bigger and turns out uh, very quickly I was able to add about $700 a day to his income through the things that I taught him. So I was very confident at that point that he was getting good value for money. Aside from the fact that I was on Skype to him pretty much every day, he was – there's something about the Europeans, uh, but they're very calculating and precise and like a good Swiss watch, he was able to get great value from the program. And uh, led to a partnership where we generated hundreds of thousands of dollars each from the partnership. So that's how it started. And after that, I was really confident that I could help many other people. And when the time came to put out the first mastermind, I was knowing that I'd keep my group size to 10 and I put up a payment option and I actually got oversubscribed. I had enough people for two groups. I had 18 people. So I had a group of 10 and a group of eight from memory for my very first mastermind. I I was very clear in the offer that if it oversubscribes, I'll just start a second group and that there'll be no more than 10 people in the group. And that grew from then the next round of intake. I had four groups of 10, 40 people or near enough, 39, I think, uh, in four groups of 10 for the mastermind until it finally evolved into what is now the current version of Silver Circle. Yeah, where there's around about 30-something members perpetually, and uh, it's a much better dynamic. The circle, that. baby. It actually started with that first PayPal button, and it was for me it was just a way to, to find out who really wanted that help and who was just uh, keen for me to educate them for nothing. Yeah, and that, that question came up for me because I was looking back, when have I, you know, obviously you experience lack of self-confidence quite often, but where in business have I recently experienced lack of self-confidence when I started my mastermind? And it wasn't that I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to help people. It was, do I have a large enough reach to be able to put this on offer and fill it? And it turns out at that time I did, and it was great, and it's awesome, and it's worked going very, very well. But I wasn't quite confident that I had built up enough exposure for myself. Anyways. Well, I think you use masterminds well because you use uh, my mastermind, for example, to conquer your biggest fears. If, if you use a mastermind that way, you get such great value about it because you've got a small group of people who you can be vulnerable with and say, here's what I'd like to do. I have no idea how to do it. Help. <laughs> and you're combining the strengths of others that you can actually uh, grab their confidence. Yeah. And admitting this is that's a tough one too. Admitting that you need help or that you don't know how to do something can be really difficult. But it's the same thing. We go back to Ed O'Keefe, right? I was I was just uh, having a little text back and forth with O'Keefe the other day, and that guy is the epitome of that, right? Super uber successful guy, and he's willing 
to say, hey, I don't know how to do this. I'm going to start at it as a beginner. I'm going to learn. And I think that that's tough for people who have really, who are very highly skilled in certain areas, have a hard time saying, hey, you know, in this one particular area or in, w- with this thing, I don't really know. And can you help me? Yeah, I've had this twice lately. Once when my server got taken down uh, last week and I went straight to the guy who I know could fix it. And within an hour or two, it was fixed for a couple of hundred bucks. And, you know, I don't I don't pro- proclaim to know about that level of security on servers and he was able to fix it immediately. And then the other one is now I'm going through this phase where my business has become important enough that I'm looking at uh, trademark sort of situations. So, mm, uh, you know, I, ha- I, saw that. I have to I put on that. my novice hat, go and find an expert. and uh, I've got a guy for you. Oh, good. Well, let's catch up later. <laughs> and here's something, that just, just while we're throwing around services, one, one of the things that I'm going through right now is I've had this, I had this site custom coded on WordPress. And as you know, I'm an e-commerce guy. And uh, this isn't an e-commerce site, but the dang thing is so slow. And these developers, uh, they've just not been able to solve the problem. And one of the things that I'm not very, uh, that I don't really fully understand is, you know, what makes WordPress sites run super fast. I understand what makes sites fast, but there's certain things you can do to your WordPress site to make it, you know, to increase that speed. And so I'm going to be hitting you up about that. Cool. I know exactly where to go. (laughs) All right. So highly successful people. Now, this is sort of a tangent, but one of the things that they do is is they're convinced, right? They're confident and they move forward. But when they get better information, they they switch courses, right? They're not attached to being right. They're not spending time worrying about their rightness. They're operating with the information that they have. And then when new information comes along, they take that and run with it rather than spending time defending the decisions they made in the past and why those were right and whatever. So this came up for me at lunch today. I ordered a bunch of food, eight appetizers and an entree for three people. And, and my wife and, and our friend Lizzie said, you know, this is way too much food. And I was like, nah, come on. This is, you know, we, we have three hungry bellies here. Come on. So it came. And you know what? They were right. I said, you, I, they were right. We had ordered far too much food. And I just said, hey, guys, you were right. This is too much food. We do not need that appetizer. And then Carrie pointed out, she said, you know, this is a trait that you have, that you're not afraid to admit when you're wrong. You've got nothing going on being right. Like you just take the information that you have and you're confident and you move forward with that. And then when something new comes up, you're, you're open to that and you move forward with that. And I think that's a really, you'll be a lot more effective and a lot faster if you don't spend time defending your past positions and you just be open to the new information as it comes to you and then move forward with that because you make the best decisions you you can based on the information you have at the time. Yeah, that's an interesting because I'm wondering if next time you went to order, how confident you would be at being able to accurately predict your requirements. Does it erode your confidence having had a, a I guess, what I would call a failure. Well, it turned out that we ate all the food and I was right, but that's neither <laughs> here nor there because at the very end, you know, after all the evidence was said and done, after everything was in, I had ordered the right amount of food. But had I not ordered the right amount of food, yeah, it would have helped my self-confidence because I would now have a better idea of what three hungry bellies can consume in one sitting. Well, I guess you can take the inputs, uh, you can add them to the calculator and and for next time you should be able to dial in more accurately like a game of golf when you play the same hole several times and you learn you know don't go left don't go right don't go over the pond you know you you finally refine your approach exactly 
So the question we have for you, listener, is in what areas of your life or your business are you experiencing self-doubt and specifically what is causing that? So why do you think that you can't and what experience can you trace that back to? If you're able to answer that question in regard to whatever situation you're doubting yourself, you'll have insight into why you're not feeling confident in that area and then you can move forward from there. You can say, oh, well, this is actually not true, whatever. You know, you, you have to trace it back. In terms of tracing it back, I think a lot of us get programmed by parents with um, confidence. A specific example in my case, my mum, like, probably like many mums, she would say stuff like, you know, you can do anything you apply your mind to. It's kind of like a positive reinforcement. Yeah, affirmation. I that, yeah, I think that gave me some confidence. Uh, I do remember reciting that when I went to get my car sales job at BMW. The guy, he yeah. was a passionate golfer and he was a Scottish guy. He used to run soccer teams. He was a, a coach. He was quite an aggressive guy. And he said to me, listen, you know, I love golf, but I don't want to sell golf clubs. You know, why do you want to sell cars? Just because you like them. And I said, listen, whatever you want to sell is up to you, but I want to sell cars. And uh, my mother always said I'd be very good at what I apply myself to. And so it had really locked into my own thought program that that was true. Very interesting. So what programming have you picked up by the people in your life that has you that has imprinted your belief systems about what you can achieve? That is really yeah, I mean, rightly or wrongly. You know, and if you go to a poor house and you look at people in a in less privileged circumstances, I could bet that you're going to find some really negative thought patterns being programmed into kids. Yeah, yeah, I think so. That is pretty dang intense, man. So if you, you know, one of the things that you can do for the world is tell the people around you that they can. Give them positive affirmations. Well, I don't know if they can do everything though. You know, maybe they can't be an astronaut or whatever. I think there's got to be a a modicum of reality here. We don't. Sure. We, we don't want to go too far into the. I mean, you're not going to run around telling your kids they can grow up to be a zebra, but right. <laughs> Hopefully not. That'd be really weird. <laughs> I would, I can't wait to see you how your kids very turn out. Strange children. Um, <laughs> I just want to acknowledge that. Who turn that themselves into cats with tattoos and stuff? You seen that yeah, stuff? Yeah, no, that's okay. So. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so assuming that you're not going to program your kids to grow up to be zebras or as we would say zebra, uh, <laughs> I think it is important that you uh, protect them from the labels and and society norms that people get imprinted with that restrict their ability to succeed unnecessarily. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a really, really good one and it's so easy to do. It's the whole secret and all that stuff, right? You keep putting something out there and creating something. You bring it into physical uh, existence. It's a whole – anyways, forget about all that stuff. But let's move on to the weekly willpower wager, which is we want you to meditate. Now, I've been hearing from my wife, from our friends, you know, that meditation is so powerful. It's I've just been hearing all these really good things about meditation. So for the next seven days, I am doing this willpower wager. Five minutes per night before I go to bed, sitting up, not lying down, I'm going to close my eyes and focus on my breath. And when thoughts come into my head, I'm just going to let them go. So I want you guys to try that with me or I want you to try that with me. 
for the next seven days and see how it goes. Let's talk about it next week. Let's find out how it went. I'll tell you my experience with it. I think it'll be interesting and uh, I'll let you know whether or not I think it's powerful or what experience it, I have with it or whether I think it's, you know, not all it's cracked up to yeah. be. Yeah. Well, I, I think that it's fantastic. I remember a long time ago, I read this book called Talk and Grow Rich. Pretty sure it was that by a guy called Ron Holland. It had this sort of stuff in there. You go up uh, and you, it was still silent solitude or something, triple S, I think he called it. Yeah, don't quote me on that. But I got this idea 20 years ago, and I think that it did help me, especially when I was in those pressure cooker times. I, I like I like general pattern, you know, diamonds are made from pressure, that sort of stuff. But to be able to just um, clear out the, the noise or the chatter, as they call it, is good. Mm. And then extending from that, I've found this stuff by a guy called um, Maxwell Maltz, Psycho-Cybernetics. And this sort of is an extension of our topic, confidence. He did lots of research about visualization and role-playing. And you can actually mentally rehearse for something and improve your ability at it. And that's where you can become more confident. Mm. Like the people who did the uh, the you heard about the basketball exactly um, experiment yeah or archery or whatever you can visualize hitting the target over and over again and all the perfect actions required to get that and then go and do the exercise and be more accurate and that's what I think uh, I would attribute a lot of my results in life have become from come from things that I've already visualized that I've already seen play out in my mind like a little movie playing and. That's really an extension of our whole philosophy. Whatever you think determines your behaviors, which determines what you get, right? And if you can pre-think it or pre-visualize it, a scenario that you might be underconfident about, uh, things such as going for a job interview or, or pitching to a customer if you happen to have your own business, uh, relationships, um, lifestyle, you think about think about how it all will play out and it, you can actually start to get prepared for it. And I'm not talking about the secret. I think that's a bunch of bullshit. But uh, in fact, I'll link to my favorite video about the secret right in the show notes, which is just fantastic. It's like a scientifically proven uh, explosion of the secret. But what I am talking about is mentally rehearsing for actions that you intend to take. And I believe that will help. Absolutely. And bringing that right back to confidence, if you succeed in your head multiple times before you actually do the thing, you'll be more confident when you go to do it. So visualization is very powerful if you're not currently using it, and we highly suggest it. Moving on to news and updates, we've got Fast Web Formula 4 coming up in Sydney in June. And if you haven't checked out fwf4.com or fastwebformula.com forward slash live there's a fantastic new 16 minute video that i just watched the whole thing i thought it was a very cool video i really enjoyed it so i highly did you see the sunrise at the end i did was that shot on the uh, still motion thing no it's just i just let a little kodak zi8 run one morning on my uh, desk that's the view from my desk and i just let it run for an hour and sped it up about a hundred times or something Wow. Well, it's beautiful, and it made me want to go to Sydney. So <laughs> you should all come join us. It's going to be really, really fun. Yeah, that's reasonably inclusive for people. It's, it's achievable for most people listening to the call. <laughs> it's a little inside joke we have. You'll, you'll find out why. Oh, man, you'll find out soon. Um, yeah, I think that, that includes everyone. 
And uh, as you know, we're accepting uh, voice comments through SpeakPipe. Hop on, uh, drop us a comment. We'd love to hear from you. So, James, I just have to uh, apologize for bailing on our last episode. We've now had 10 days in between recordings, and that means that we've got a, a very awesomely a ton of comments. So let's get right into those because we got a lot of them. Cool. Uh, I'll start with the first one. Liza on the episode of Acknowledgement says, Hi, Ezra. Hi, James. Where can we get more information about the Hawaii event? And thank you for inquiring about that. I've actually already spoken to Liza. We had a nice conversation. You can find out more about the Think Act Get Hawaii Lifestyle Business Retreat happening September 6th through 8th, uh, 2013 on the North Shore of Oahu, Hawaii on thinkactget.com forward slash product. And there should be a video there by the time you listen to this podcast. Can't wait to see that bad girl. Yeah. Anyways, moving forward, you want to give us? Uh, we'll just kind of go up back and forth. We've got a lot of these. Well, I don't know how you pronounce this. Is it Chelle? I think it's Shell. Shell. Okay. Shell. Oh yeah, yeah. It is. It is Shell. Um, on the rest episode, perfect timing, team. I'm in the middle of a webinar series to launch my new book, and I'm so tired, just too excited to sleep properly, and a thousand different things to do. Isn't it interesting how our episodes come out just at the right time for people? Partially, I think, we're using the tarot card effect, which is touching on generalities that would impact most people most of the time. But also, we're just conveying experiences and thoughts that come to mind from our own life and from those of our listeners. So hopefully, we're doing the one thing which is the most important thing of all, and we're being relevant. Yes, that's what we want. Justin, also on rest, says, Hey guys, another great show. Great points about getting enough rest. My wife is a chiropractor and says that sleep is a critical part of your body's daily recovery process. It is while you sleep that your body regenerates and recovers from the day's activity and stress. If you're not sleeping well or getting enough sleep, your body will struggle to repair itself. She also said you should aim to get eight hours of sleep at night, and every 30 minutes you get before midnight is equal to two hours of normal sleep. Keep up the good work. Cheers, Justin. That's very interesting, the whole before midnight thing. I hadn't heard that. I'm going to look into that. I've never heard it, but it, it sounds cool. <laughs> Uh, I mean, it's not happening for me, but whatever. Well, we had, it is um, for me. Melissa said, Tim and I are enjoying listening to your podcast together in the car. I agree, both of you. Uh, sleep deprivation is an epidemic. In yoga, one of my most popular classes and most watched and requested videos is yoga nidra or sleep yoga. Ezra's probably familiar with it. Are you, Ezra? Uh, I, I'm, I'm familiar with the... Uh with restorative yoga, which has been adapted from Yoga Nidra. Right. So people go crazy for it. It's a conscious sleep and more restful than actual sleeping. Imagine what would happen if people took getting, replenishing their energy as seriously as filling the bank account. Thanks for the great podcast. We're loving it. Namaste, Melissa. You know, just on that, I've, I'll share another resource that was really helpful. There is, um, I don't know if you've ever investigated brainwave entrainment or things like Holosync or Neuroprogrammer, but those little um, isochronic tones or whatever, where you put a little headphones on and the, the left ear and the right ear are slightly out of balance and your brain has to work hard to connect it and it causes a bit of resistance and, and um, it sort of knocks you out into sort of like a delta wave or whatever you can choose alpha beta delta and it's supposed to be very replenishing and i used to walk around the block uh, with the dog and listen to that stuff when i was just pushed right to the limit in my job and i think that those um you know neuro programmer type things are great to check out there's one called transparent corp i think you can go and buy software for yourself it's the cheapest way to do it that is fascinating and you know i think that sound 
if we just talk about sound for a second, we could do a whole episode on it. It is just some crazy stuff, sound, and the effect it has on the human body and consciousness. You can hear a sound and just start moving and grooving. You can hear a sound and get really sad. Like We are made up of sound. It's a very fascinating subject when you look into sound therapy and what sound ha- what effects sounds have on us. It's just craziness. I'm going to link a TED okay. talk on that topic. I watched a guy called Julian present on sound. It was fascinating, like the most popular sound logos and you you have a sound logo business but the nokia thing and the um the intel thing Uh, i'd love i'd love yeah you'll love this presentation so i'm just making some notes here for our show notes beautiful Bo on success the episode of success said hey guys i'm really loving the podcast i've been listening to them mainly in the car i do quite a bit of driving and i remember you saying that ezra has done some products on e-commerce and how to get the best out of your store i'm wondering where i can find these products i may have been mistaken or heard that they might be in the pipeline either way please let me know well the easiest way Bo, is to come on down to fast web formula 4 in june in sydney because i'm going to be doing a bunch of uh i'm going to be doing a whole presentation on e-commerce there i do have a course an e-commerce course launching on june 3rd you can hop on my uh email list over at smartmarketer.com to find out about that thank you so much for the interest if you've got something going on with e-commerce if you've got a store that you want to get some more from if you want to build a business if anything you want to know about e-commerce i would love to talk to you about it and uh so, you know, shoot me an email. We also uh, did an e-commerce discussion on superfastbusiness.com. If you go over there and search for Ezra in the search box, you'll pull up our interview. And it was described as a fire hose of information by many of the commenters. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's a good one too. So check that out. Superfastbusiness.com. Uh, I just like saying that, dude. Um, can I go? Is it my turn or is it your turn? Uh, let's have a look here. That was, um, well, that was Bo, so it must be my turn. This is Melissa again on acknowledgement. Ever since I read Dale Carnegie's book, How to Win Friends and Influence People, about 15 years ago, my life was forever changed. You're right. Acknowledgement is such a powerful tool. This podcast is inspiring tones of people to go out and acknowledge other people with their strengths in the unique ways they make a difference in the world. That's powerful stuff. This is the episode that got me started listening to your podcast. Tim had been saying Ezra this and Ezra that with James, but when the episode with acknowledgement came up, he said, seriously, I know you spend two weeks on acknowledgement with your teachers in your continuing education course with yoga teachers. I think they're going to want to listen. And now we listen together. Thanks for putting out such a great inspirational content with gratitude. So there you go. That's where the starting point was for Melissa. I love that. That was my favorite episode. So I'm happy that she, uh, that, that I'm happy you got into it uh, on that episode, Melissa. We got uh, five new five star reviews in iTunes. Thank y'all so much for that. First one is by Al Fawcett, Alan Fawcett. He says, Common sense content to help you act. There's a saying that thoughts become things. Well, these podcasts help you to focus on what you think about. <laughs> they help you to focus on what you think about to achieve the things you want. It gets down to practical application. So these thoughts aren't just wishes, but structured processes to help you get in the way of opportunities. Keep it up, guys. Thanks, Alan. Smaller text threw me for a loop. Nice. Yeah. There's also one from Nugas where granola meets Vegemite and it's a tasty treat. <laughs> That's from Dave. He says, this podcast is one of my new faves. It's a great way to shift your mindset no matter what your background is. I really enjoy the banter between Ezra and James. It's not very common to get two people that can really bounce off each other. When you re-listen to this podcast, you'll continue to pull something new out of each and every time. Love that hypnosis track there. Uh, They each bring their strengths and aren't afraid to expose their weaknesses in order to get a point across. Perhaps that's the part of my own mind shift, not not being afraid to fail. 
learning from it and moving forward. This podcast is growing some legs and I'm a leg man. <laughs> Keep up the good work. It's appreciated by many, even though it may not, it may be acknowledged by a few. Uh, yeah, we, we could just as easily have called this um, failure point or something else because we've both experienced all sorts of twists and turns along the way. But but also I think the, the banter is a lot of fun. You make me laugh, Ezra. That's nice. I'm a kind of funny looking guy. I got giant ears and a huge nose and bushy eyebrows. I was actually watching The Hunger Games again last night. It was playing on the, it was the movie of the month here. And I reckon that little kid, Prim, she's got similar eyes and nose features to you and eyebrows. Oh, I look like the girl from The Hunger Games. The little girl, yeah. Just, I, mean, I, don't, I, I know that's not as nice as sexy Jesus, but it just reminded me of you. Uh, you know what, man? I'll take it. I, uh, I don't. I'm happy to be in your in your psyche and consciousness at any time, uh, even if it is with <laughs> in relationship to little girls in movies. And I've never seen The Hunger Games. I got to check that out. Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah, it's good. You'll be out getting. A, you'll get a bow and arrow in no time. Oh man, man, I've shot one a couple times, but. Uh, they're they're difficult those things dude they are i cheat though i have a compound bow so it's a bit easier okay well they've got these little slingshot bows now you should check those things out shooting arrows off a slingshot a surefire winner says jc james and ezra bear their hearts and minds in every episode no matter what stage of your life or business the perspectives opinions and challenges they share will inspire introspection and improvement in all you do and in every relationship you have thanks guys for sharing so deeply and, and opening my mind to possibilities putting my name out there on the Gold Prospecting Show podcast. That's JC, who runs the Gold Prospecting Show podcast. JC, thanks so much, man. That was a fantastic, that was a really nice, really nice comment. Yeah, thanks, JC. Hey, here's one from Tim Houston. These guys know their shit. Uh, I've known James for several years now, met Ezra this year. Both have great success and insights to share. Very openly, I may add. Great to see the two of them working together. Listen, learn, and apply. And uh, also, Tim, I just want to apologize again for running you through that cactus in Mexico. Uh, I know that those thistles <laughs> were painful. And, uh, you know, uh, not a day goes past where I don't uh, wish that I could have taken that cactus hit myself. But in any case, glad to see you survived and uh, I know you'll be rocking along. Oh, man, Tim's a good dude. Um, he is a good guy. Carol Amato, who inspired the episode on confidence, by the way, says, I've been personally struggling in the area of getting enough rest and understanding the types of rest that would benefit me the most and re-energize me to be my best in life. And your episode was right on cue gleaned a ton of value from it so so a very heartfelt thank you carol thanks so much um we really appreciate you listening in and participating in our community and also you giving us feedback on what you think uh, would be fun topics to discuss so thank you so much nice well i've got a uh, note here from adam jacobs he's uh hey mate the more i listen to think act get the more i'm convinced that your success comes from your genuinely infectious enthusiasm you're an inspiration. I hope to be more like you. Thanks for making the world a better place. Your genuine joy and happiness comes across in the audio. Also, I'm going to join Fastweb Formula on your recommendation. I know it will be good. See you in there. I think Adam has, and he's already absolutely uh, contributed some amazing insights into social media, which he's somewhat the expert. And uh, this is really, really good feedback. Thank you, Adam. It's, it's great to have people like you in the community. Yeah, super nice to get that message. Lori Williams says, entertaining and informative. 
I was introduced to James via Timbo Reed recently, and I highly recommend their Freedom Ocean podcast. However, this new venture with Ezra shows a different side of James. These guys are very down to earth and are speaking from experience, not just hype and BS. Having spent my business life in and around the retail automotive industry, I really get where James is coming from. Keep up the good work, guys. Thank you, Lori. I appreciate it, and I'm, I'm stoked that you're listening to Freedom Ocean because that's one of my faves. Yeah, thanks, Lori. That's really good. There, I think there is a lot of crossover. You know, when we started Think Out Get, we, we got a little bit of a cool reception from some of the Freedom Ocean crowd, but I think they're on board now. And it's just, you know, it's just because we had the confidence to put out a show and just to keep plugging away at it. And by episode 15 now, like, I was so delighted today to see our podcast as number one. I thought I'll just check where we're up to before I get on so I can give you an update on what's happening over this side of the world. And, you know, it is amazing. When we get these weekly podcast stats, these episodes are getting downloaded several thousand times and that still blows me away that I could be sitting here uh, doing little meetings with my team, you know, one or two people having a chat. But at the same time, somewhere, somewhere in the world, someone's listening to this podcast. The leverage of podcasts is just mind-blowing. It really is. And again, uh, yeah, the uh, Freedom Motion folks were a little skeptical of me. And hey, I don't blame you for it. I'm kind of a strange dude. But <laughs> I, I appreciate you sticking with us because I think that we really were, we're onto something good here and, and, you know, we've got a good dynamic. So I, I really am happy that, that they stuck with us. Okay, so now, uh, well, here's another one from Melissa. She must have just gone through the whole back catalogue and I imagine that's quite common um, is to, once you find a podcast, is to go and listen to every episode. So, listener, if you haven't listened to I all of our episodes, you probably should go and have a listen to our very first one where, you know, it was all new and and scary and uh, and then listen to a more recent one and you'll see that the change the actual growth in front of your own eyes and you'll see the yeah. confidence right i was not confident on that first Plus, episode i we re-recorded a bunch of stuff it was a whole you'll find uh you'll find about ezra has big ears he likes bananas he he, he fled from a cult but there's some very interesting things in you might find some very <laughs> strange things <laughs> so you can connect your you can connect your ears to your nose or something <laughs> Connect your earlobes to you know it's the whole nerve All right, so, thing, man. It'll, we'll, we'll talk more about that on the second. Okay. <laughs> I don't. Do I want to know? No, I don't want to know. Uh, I love when Ezra asks what we're learning. Right now, I'm learning all about juicing. Ezra and I have a commonality in what we both start our day with green juices. This is important. I see a lot of people juicing, but they're just cramming up these sugars with like orange juice. That's not juicing. No apple, yeah. baby. That's how I do mine. No apple. No sugar at Previously, all. Previously, Tim and I were inspired by James to implement daily video blog posts and have been doing so for some time now. Now we're hitting a bit of rhythm with these posts in addition to answering people's questions. We have two regular features, Thirsty Thursdays and Smoothie Saturdays. It sounds like my Burger Friday. I've been a great smoothie girl for years but juicing is fairly new to me and i'm just loving it uh learning about it so i'm inspired and sharing that inspiration with our viewers is creating a lot of excitement about juicing thanks for another great podcast to encourage us um, and we always keep learning with gratitude melissa i will say if you haven't checked out melissa's blog melissawest.com i watched one of her uh, thirsty thursdays and she's got some good it's gotten they have nice quality video production she's got good information on juicing if you want to learn about juicing or smoothies it's a good resource for that um, and she's also just awesome so you should check her out yeah and if you want to learn about the video blogging thing go to owntheracecourse.com with a lot of our listeners are doing that 
concurrently with me and a few others and getting great results from just putting out some amazing content. In fact, you know, I just had a look at my stats yesterday, Ezra, on superfastbusiness.com, the Google organic traffic more than doubled in the last six months without actually trying to get Google traffic. That's the whole point of it. It's uh, like a bonus. Now, here's something really interesting. We've got a, an audio here this week from Roman, who is a good friend of mine, actually. I had dinner with Roman in Avignon, hopefully I pronounced that correctly, which is an old castle where the Pope used to hang out in France. I know the Pope's from Italy, but it was like his holiday house. And it's a very, very difficult place to park. If you're going to Avignon, just be warned. It's, it's like the whole village is inside the castle walls. Hard to park, expensive. Good food, though, great company. Uh, Roman is uh, is also a member of my uh, Silver Circle. Now, he gave us some pretty critical feedback here on audio. I'm going to let, uh, we'll run the audio now and we'll come back and discuss it. Hi, Ezra. Hi, James. Uh, this is Roman from Switzerland in Europe. And uh, I wanted to say that uh, I began to listen some, to podcasts in January 2010 to I Love Marketing. And now I've had listened like 106 episodes of I Love Marketing. And last year I discovered James with episode 77 in I Love Marketing. And uh, then I listened to the last episodes of Freedom Ocean. Two months ago, I decided to uh, listen to every episode of Freedom Ocean, and I just learned so much uh, from James and the episode of Freedom Ocean and other episodes. And now I like uh, listening to a Think Act Get, Get uh, podcast, which is very great. And the best place I like listen to podcasts is when I run because I like uh, to, to to do sports and. Uh, listening to good to great ID and info and uh, the other best place is when I drive because when you're stuck uh, to a line you have nothing to do it's difficult to read difficult to see a video but it's very easy to listen and very good uh, ID uh, are coming from the podcast so I think I learned a lot the the thing I wanted to say it's maybe my opinion it's just one opinion but I think you have a six skin like uh, Jim said um, my just uh, little negative things about uh, Sing Act Get is the logo. I don't know why, but I don't uh, really like the logo. I think it's pretty, uh, like, not as pro as other websites that James has or you have, uh, Ezra. And um, I don't like also the intro. I think the intro, the woman, uh, I, I hope it's not a relative, uh, like, close friends, but I don't like the intro that it's pretty... Um, to say that pretty um, pretty flat, it's not very engaging. And uh, the, the other thing was a bit uh, bizarre also is that you announce a very cool uh, thing that is coming and uh, when you announce that, it's like a contest. You have like a few people that would be able to go there because of uh, time, money or whatever. For me, it's not uh, money, but I won't be able to do to go there. And uh, it's not serving like every listener. So I think it would be cool to have an, uh, another proposition that makes it very cool. But that's that's all right. And uh, for the positive things uh, is that uh, it's interesting. It is fun. And the quality sound is just awesome. We cannot say that for other podcasts, but the quality sound is just awesome. And uh, congratulations for that. And uh, I like also the fact that you're not agreeing on everything. And um, that's very cool. So maybe I hope that when you go to Hawaii, you make some videos so everyone could be 
participating. Yeah. Well, look, man, there's a bunch of stuff Roman said. Roman, we re- I really appreciate your honest feedback. I think that's awesome. Here's some of my – I think it's great that you're willing to, to really share what you think, and, and I really do appreciate it. And we do have thick skin, so thank you. Here's the thing. Firstly – there is nothing that that uh, that fits everyone, right? Our retreat, yeah, it's going to be uh, more exclusive, but we do put out a free podcast every week, and I think that that you know uh, a piece of content or an offer that we have that does serve everyone. Maybe we will come up with you know some some other product or service or offering that's more accessible. Um, I don't feel bad about the retreat being a more exclusive thing because that's just the nature of putting on a retreat. I think it's going to be awesome. And we absolutely will create some content while we're there to share with, uh, share with the community. And like our entire goal for this podcast is to engage with, with, with our listeners and share with the community and like, and create something that doesn't exist within, uh, within the space. And so, um, I feel like I don't necessarily agree with that piece of criticism with regard to the, um, intro being flat. You know what, man, I didn't hit the mark. There's what James said when he first heard it. He said, yeah, I'm the jingle guy, right? With the jingle company. And I just didn't hit the mark. But what we did was we went and we rolled with it anyways, because we wanted to get the thing up. We wanted to get it going. We may go back and re-record it. I, I kind of like it, but you know, there's been, that's you and James now have given feedback on that. So maybe well, I think in, in terms of the, the jingle, you, I'm really interested that Roman doesn't like it because he's European and He's actually from Switzerland, by the way. He's not French. I just want to point that out. He's from the French part of Switzerland. Everyone in Switzerland's like either French or Italian or or um, German influence because they live on the borders. But anyway, with that logo, from an Australian's perspective, I don't like it at all. It's a very flat, uh, very flat female tone. You mean the jingle? However, like you said, we just ran with it. And why don't we put it out to listeners? Should we change the audio jingle? Or not, you know, just give us a thumbs up or down on the comments of this episode. Go along to thinkactget.com, find this episode, and make a comment about the jingle, and we'll take that into mind. Let's put it out to a broader audience. I'm fine with that. Um, Regarding the logo, I think that's good. Yeah, you know, like we've, I even had some web designer send me a note say, "Hey, you know, we do web design. We can fix up your website." I'm like, yeah, "We do website web design too." And the only point of the website is to have people subscribe to our podcast or to give us their email address so we can let them know when there's new stuff out and to display our products. Now, I've got to tell you, with with um, the podcast being number one, it's kind of working okay. I mean, it, it works. Maybe the logo could do with a polish. Not sure. Let's put that one out there too. Uh, regarding the event, I absolutely can't have you know ten thousand people to a small retreat in Hawaii. It's not going to give value to the participants. So for what we're trying to achieve there, it doesn't make any sense to have something that's all inclusive. There are things in life that are exclusive, and I'm. I'm a part of some exclusive things and I wouldn't be a part of them if they were inclusive of everyone because then they're not special. So like Ezra said, a free podcast every week is plenty of free stuff that anyone can access without paying a cent. So that that's cool with me. And Roman got us riled up. No, no, he, he I'm, I'm like... not actually riled. You know, when I first listened to it, I thought, oh, that's kind of bad. Then he sent me a Kindle gift. Uh, like this guy is so generous that... And you know what? I genuinely don't think that that some of these Europeans know that they're being rude when they say things like this. I think they think they're helpful. I think it was actually quite nice of him. Guy to has the he has feedback. the he's got the biggest heart, 
of anyone I know. Uh, <laughs> but their their robotic sort of English language um, shields that from us. <laughs> so I, I just want to say one more th- in relationship to this whole thing that you know what, dude, you're gonna do stuff and people are gonna have opinions on it. Some people aren't gonna like your logo. You know, it's gonna that's what it's gonna be like. But the question is, are you happy with what you're putting out and is it working? And for us, I think we are happy with it and it is working. And you know what, the, 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 he, the, we could take fe- we can take feedback and move forward from there. I don't think we'll probably change the logo unless people unless a whole bunch of people agree. But the intro jingle, I'm more interested in hearing feedback. I think the I think the logo is fine. I, I'm not unhappy with the website. It works. And um, with with regard to feedback, you know, I'd say not a day goes past where I don't get it criticised in some way. That's just part of the deal. And like you said, for me, there's a few elements. It's yes, what I think. It's also what the customer thinks. But really, it's aligned to what's the point. If the point is to move people then I want to do what it takes to move people. Now, I think I actually suspect that we can move someone a lot more in a small group environment with you and I there for a few days with just a handful of people. I'm sure we can move someone to Mars compared to what we could do. Uh, You know, we'll move a lot of people at Fast Web Formula, maybe 100 people with a live podcast and we can move thousands through a free podcast. So in the various platforms that we offer, I'm, I'm really happy with what we're doing there. Yeah, me too. I think that's a good point is, is it achieving the desired goal? For us, we want people to hop on our email list so they can find out about our upcoming shows. And we're doing really well with that, by the way. So thanks, man. And I think you've done a fantastic job with the site. I'm quite happy with it. Um, and again, I just want to say, uh, I really, we really do appreciate the, the you know, Feel free to call in and share whatever your viewpoints are. We'll agree with someone. We might not agree with others. Yeah, and you, and you might be right. Like I, I do agree with the audio intro. Um, I think that's a really fair comment. So, and, and you know, like you can't appeal to everyone all the time. And and I'd say our our pocket of um, Switzerland audio ship is the smaller segment of our audience. But I am interested in everyone uh, who wants to contribute. I mean, the thing is on our website, so. Good luck to the people who actually dial in and leave a message. You get you get on the show. That's it's that simple. Good or bad. Awesome. Let's move on to our quotes and let's think about it. All right. So uh, our quote on the topic of confidence. I, I look to my good good old um, <laughs> mentor George S. Patton Jr. Uh, it's a proud privilege to be a soldier, a good soldier, with discipline, self-respect, pride in his unit and his country, a high sense of duty and obligation to comrades and to his superiors, and a self-confidence born of demonstrated ability. I love this part because it's pretty much saying that, you know, if you demonstrate that you're good, it's okay to be confident. That's And George Patton, man, that guy was confident yeah. and he was good. And and that's the same thing about that kind of feeds back into you can take that back to the mindset thing. If you are visualizing yourself having success, you will be more confident because you will have demonstrated ability even if it's in your own mind, as strange as that sounds. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, Ezra, my quote, <laughs> I don't know why I'm reading my name there next to my quote, is by Vince Lombardi. And he says, confidence is contagious. And so is lack of confidence. So, look, people are going to feel how you feel. So if you're confident, if you're confident, that's going to rub off on other people. So 
And, and, and if you have self-doubt and you, and you, you don't have self-confidence, they're going to feel that as well. So you get to choose. Oh, this, is, this, this is so true in retail sales. Uh, I'd, I'd have salespeople who were really confident and they could, just, they could sell. And then there was the underconfident ones. The customer just detects it. It's like, the, it's like a snake, you know, that senses sweat in the air or moisture in the air or something. Like they can sense when their prey is panicking or whatever. Same with the salesperson. They just get, they get paralyzed. They start to, to mess things up. They, they're awkward. And the customer gets put off by it and they don't buy. They, they know the warning bells go out. So you've really got to uh, walk in as if you own the joint. You know, at the hotel where I'm staying here, the security team, when I walk down there, they're, morning, Sir James, morning, you know, like four or five of them on, on the way through to breakfast. I feel like I own the place, but that's part of them making my experience very special. And any of my guests that I have they think, well, gosh, you know, this he must be important or whatever. So they're really good at doing this. Um, but I am confident with them as well, and that's the key. I'm not hiding from them or shying away. And that's how they look for you at the airport when you're, um, you know, when you're in line. They pull people out of line who are looking all shifty. No, I think they pull me over because I look too confident. Oh. I get bomb swiped all the time. It's because I'm the guy in just a black t-shirt that's not sweating or panicking or looking around and shifty. I, I actually think they're trained to find people that look too cool. Interesting. Yeah, I'm gonna have to test that. I travel a lot, and I, I just, I do get. Let's test that. Let's yeah. te- I'm going to test that next you week. You test when I head it, to Austin. Bro. but I'm, I'm always I'm just the guy with black t-shirt, jeans, and a backpack, and I'm I'm never worried around TSA or whatever because I'm so used to it, and I think I get pulled aside for that reason. That'll be a fun experiment. Tag tips, baby. Let's get into them. Okay, so. Be willing to use the resources around you. We talked before about uh, how Ezra uses a mastermind to dive into his fears and increase his confidence by using the confidence around him. So I've got an amazing network of people around me, successful students and friends who I've invited to my event. So the confidence of Clay Collins on his lead conversions is superior to average because the guy is like exposed to so much data and he's worked so passionately on this topic that it just flows that he can be confident on that subject same as e-commerce and Ezra he's so involved with it so intermingled with it that he can be confident so I take advantage of that confidence and bring it to the audience and let them soak up that confidence so someone sitting in the room will transfer that confidence and they'll walk away from there knowing that they know about lead conversions and e-commerce and if they happen to be sitting in front of a customer or a prospect uh, or if they're building their own e-commerce store or building their own landing pages they will now have that confidence because it came from someone who's that confident so be willing to use the the resources around you instead of having to try and reinvent everything or develop your own confidence over five years of testing, just tap straight into someone who's already done it. I love this. I love, I love how you phrased that, that you can actually pick it up from other people. And a good example of that is like, you know, I told you I go into Fast Web Formula and I answer questions about e-commerce. And one guy said, hey, man, I'd love to get 10 minutes of your time on Skype to, uh, you know, I'm not feeling confident about this proposal for this new e-commerce uh, bid that I'm going to put out. Would you, would you spend 10 minutes with me and just run me through a couple things? I sat down with him for 10 minutes and he said, thank you so much. I feel 
I feel like I can walk right in there and give them a full-out proposal. Even though I've never done this job before, just the information that I got, I, I now feel more confident. And he went and he did the proposal, and uh, he did well with it. So I think that's uh, – I hadn't thought of it in that way that you could, you actually you, – you pick up that stuff from the people around you. It's very cool. Nice. What do you got? I've got the this one's a little bit uh, embarrassing for me, but be willing to apologize, right? So everyone is going to screw up from time to time, and you know what? Sometimes there's not much you can really do to fix your screw up. So, for example, there's a guy called Dave from Fast Web Formula, and he came to New York from London. He was here for three days, and he shot me an email, and he said, "Hey, man, um, I'd love to get together while you're while." Uh, while I'm in the city. And I said, oh, sure. What dates are you here? It turns out the only time we were going to be able to get together was on Sunday afternoon. And so I said, oh, great. Let's do it. 12 p.m. lunch at this restaurant, Union Square. It's going to be awesome. Let's get together. And then, you know, I don't schedule things on the weekend normally. And for whatever reason, I didn't put this one in the diary. I didn't put it on my calendar. And I completely forgot. And I stood this dude up. He came all the way down from Harlem to have lunch with me. And I stood him up, man. And there's nothing I can really do to get that guy's Sunday back. He spent his Sunday oh, no. traveling downtown to, to, to have lunch with me and I stood him up and I felt really, really bad about that. Now, it turns out, and it was just a lame thing to do, but it turns out that he rather liked the restaurant and I'm going to do a bit of e-commerce consulting for him. But look, this is what apologies are for. You've got to be willing to admit when you've done something that wasn't nice or didn't feel good to someone. So don't let your pride get in the way. The other thing about it is sometimes someone will tell you, hey, that didn't feel good. And you won't agree with the transgression. You won't agree with the fact that you did them wrong. But the truth is that they feel that way, so it's real for them. So you made them feel that way in as much as they feel that way. So what you do in that case is you say, hey, I'm really sorry that my actions caused you to feel this way. It wasn't my intention. I don't actually think that what I did was wrong for these reasons, but nevertheless, you feel bad about something I did, and I'm sorry for that. So this whole thing came up because I stood this dude up, man. I stood him up for lunch, and it was just really terrible. You know, It's like not a good feeling to be stood up, and I just totally forgot about this lunch, man. It was bad. Well, I can tell you, I really missed out. He's a nice guy. I actually met him in London when we had a, a meetup. We have Fastweb Formula meetups in all different countries. I'm talking about uh, Fairbairn, the motorcycle uh, jeans guy. Oh, are you? No, not new gas. Oh, lucky. I mean, I love new gas too, but. Oh, uh, well, we all love new gas. Yeah, this is a, <laughs> this is a, this is another guy, and uh, I just you know I'm we'll have a chance to meet up, I'm sure, at some point. But it was just a bummer to stand him up, dude. Yeah. Okay, so that's going to wrap this episode. We've been talking about confidence. I love how you sort of framed that, that it's being certain that one of your predictions is correct or that your course of action is the best or most effective. Uh, we talked about self-confidence is good. Arrogance is probably not so good. And, and um, generally, you know, as entrepreneurs who are fairly confident, it is easy to blur that line to go to arrogance, but you definitely want to draw the line at belligerence. <laughs> I have worked for belligerent bosses who were overconfident, uh, you know, I mean, just had nothing going for them in the, the look. It's very, it's very dangerous. And it's dangerous. You, know, you get into passive-aggressive, manic-depressive, uh, all these crazy things, uh, all the way right up the chain to cocaine snorting and making a very, very bad business decisions because you just think you're all that and a hat and you're not. So I actually watched someone lose everything for being way, way too confident. 
and to, to work within your limits of reality. Um, we've talked about some resources, which I'll list in the show notes, but you can go and find out more about brainwave entrainment or uh, meditation, visualizing things, role-playing mentally before you go and do something. We even talked about sound brands and stuff. So it's been a really interesting episode. And hopefully you can be a self-fulfilling prophecy with your, with your confidence. You can project confidence. You can think about what you'd like to have happen and then have it happen because you're out there taking action and people can detect that confidence or lack thereof. So might as well be confident if left with a choice, right? Absolutely. Well said, man. Thank you so much, listener. We really appreciate you spending time with us and we'd love your feedback on the show and we look forward to hopefully meeting you in person one day. There you go. Thanks, mate. This has been another episode of Think, Act, Get with James Schramko and Ezra Firestone. For more tips and tutorials on how to grow your business faster, visit thinkactget.com and join the newsletter. It's free. It's free.